welcome to the show. Hope you guys like that uh, little intro there. That was cool. I like the music. Um, let me know if you like the music or not. Might change it up. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Behind the mic with Garrett. I'm your host, Garrett Nordquist, and today we're really going to discuss the uh, well, the whole Kavanaugh confirmation. Seems to be a little insane. There's been a lot of uh, madness going along with that whole thing, and uh, I really just want to give my my take on it. Maybe you guys agree, maybe you guys don't. Um, and maybe also question your own opinions on it as well. Maybe you guys have I don't know, a different take on it, and you'll hear mine, and it might change yours. Maybe maybe it won't. But um, you know, we really just you want we want to know the truth of the matter, and we're really just not getting it. Uh, it's really unfortunate the landscape that we have today um, with our politics, which I don't think politics has ever been um, very kind, you know, ever since the inception, especially <clears throat> even in our own country. Um, it's always been cutthroat. Um, but it just seems a lot more prevalent uh, today because of social media. Um, we really get to hear like every little thing that goes on. So um, it's good for transparency, but then it's also bad because it seems like there's just horrible things at all times. And, you know, the smear campaigns. Um, anyway, uh, I kind of want to go off of um, a question that I have um, for today on the Kavanaugh hearing, uh, the confirmation. And it's, um, does it really matter if Kavanaugh is found guilty? What I mean by that is um, if the FBI does this whole background investigation and finds out that yeah, I mean, there all these witnesses have come forward, and it's it seems to be true. And now we're gonna have to go through. I think the statute of limitations has already passed. So I, don't, I don't even know if they can. I don't think they can even prosecute him um, because it's been so long. Um, but even if they could, let's just say, or not even that, like they couldn't. Um, would it even matter though at this point if it legitimately was yes, he did um, uh, rape Christine Blasey Ford? Um, just her, you know, not even the other allegations. Let's just say, let's just say her. Would it, would it matter? Kind of want to go off of that question. Can I move into the uh, Kavanaugh confirmation? And like I said, um, with my podcast, I'm really just trying to do a short, uh, ten minute thing to kind of make you guys think of, um, really, really to make you think and uh, understand a differing opinion. Hopefully it can change yours, or if at least not change yours, make you think a little bit differently about this. Uh, going off my question, does it matter if he's found guilty? I don't think it does. I don't think it matters if he is for both sides. And it's and it's kind of sad, but it, you know, like our society is so pitted against one another, both sides are pitted against one another, and you really, you have to choose a side. There's not really a neutral party to be a part of anymore. There's no independence, you know? <clears throat> you're either for um, her testimony or you're against it, it seems like in this case, especially. Um, do you believe her or do you not? And and I think those hearings that they had um, this last week um, were really telling for both sides. I mean, the Democrats were just looking at the chops to depict this man of being the most sexually insensitive and horrendous person ever I mean it was incredible the amount of stuff that they were trying to portray this guy as it, it, you would honestly would think that he was like 
uh, a guy that should be in jail for the rest of his life, the amount of rapes and, and things that he's done, he, his character was smeared beyond all reason. It, it was an, It's just insane. Um, and then as well as um, the uh, Republicans obviously trying to do the opposite and making him seem like he's a saint um, as, as far as they possibly could. Now, I, th- I think personally um, he, he hasn't done any of this stuff. It, it, there's just no evidence for it. There really isn't. It's hearsay, and she doesn't even have... Um, Christine Blasey Ford doesn't even have the the, uh, the witnesses that she's claimed that actually saw the rape, um, even saying that they remember it. That they were even there, actually. So you're going off of like the actual evidence we have at hand. That's what I want to go through as well. So let's just really quickly, let's just, let's just go through what we know as of right now. Um, kind of the allegations first, and then like the evidence, and where we are for today. Um, so Christine Blasey Ford, we all know, she alleged that um, she was uh, raped by Kavanaugh um, when they were, let's see, it says when she was 15 years old and he was 17. This is the early 1980s. Um, she was she went up the stairs um, at a party. She was forced into a ba- uh, into a bedroom um, during a gathering of six teenagers at a private home. Um, Kavanaugh's friend, I guess, watched them, which was Mark, which was Mark Judge, as he pinned her to the bed, um, got on her back, and then groped her, took her clothes off, and and attempted to rape her. Um, therefore, Mark Judge jumped on the bed, actually knocked them both off the bed. She got up and escaped, and they were both laughing and thought it was hysterical, and and they were drunk, and then moved on from there. She didn't tell anyone. She didn't tell her until she um, until she got married, and that was in. Um, I think it was in 2002 yeah her husband 2000 since 2002 that uh, was when i guess it was known that uh she was raped but it wasn't really known as to who uh, actually raped her um but in any case i really just want to go off of the fact that she didn't tell anyone until around that time and uh it's kind of hard to understand as to why she didn't tell him i understand it's because it's, it's it's the thought of being fearful um, and maybe it was your own fault, and there's other different instances and things, but the fact that she didn't tell anyone, and now we're here now, I mean, how does that even happen? Like, why are you coming out with this now? You know, like that, that that's the thing, it's just, it's just really coincidental, really, really coincidental. Um, going on, okay, so there was no, no, the witnesses that she named, the three witnesses that she named were um, Mark Judge, Leland Kaiser, and Patrick J. Smith, all three of which all came out and said that they do not have any recollection of that party or being there or witnessing any of that. So right there, done. Sorry, you, you named all these witnesses, nothing. There's no corroboration for that. Next one was Deborah Ramirez. She said 35 years ago at Yale University, um, Kavanaugh exposed herself or himself to her and um, she had no witnesses whatsoever for that like he tried to force himself on her again there was no witnesses for it she claimed that someone saw it or people saw it or heard about it but there was no actual um publicly identifiable witnesses for that supposedly there was a uh unidentified classmate that said it was he was 100 sure that it happened but again <laughs> no other witnesses um okay going to the last one julie swetnick um she said that in 1981 to 1983 she observed Kavanaugh drinking excessively at house parties and engaging in abusive and physically aggressive behavior towards girls. And he helped organize like gang rapes and stuff at these parties. Um, again, no corroboration or um, yeah, no corroborators for this. Again, publicly identified. 
Nothing. There's there's no there's no witnesses that are that are coming out saying they like 100%. Yeah, they they saw this happen. They they were aware of all these things. There's no corroboration for it. I don't excuse me. I don't know how many like times you can have these these people coming out and saying these things and it's just hearsay. You need to have evidence for this. You can't make these allegations and not have substantive evidence for this. It's common sense, you know? And the fact that all this stuff is coming out now, the guy's been in the DC Court of Appeals since 2006. Why is it now we're just hearing about all this stuff? Why didn't Ford think that this was a an important thing in 2006 when he got nominated by Bush to go into the Court of Appeals? Like, why is it now that, oh, okay, now, oh, because she, she sent a letter to Feinstein and Feinstein came out, like, it was back in June, July, and Feinstein thought it'd be an appropriate time now to come out with that and now to drop that bombshell right before he was about to get confirmed. And so it's so politically motivated, it makes me sick. And that's what makes it even more unbelievable. You know, she might help, might well have been raped, but it does not mean that it was him. It could have been anyone else. We don't know. The confirmation, I mean, the hearing that she, the um, the hearing that she had, her testimony was really it was believable. I'm not going to say it wasn't. I just don't think that she, it was it was him. She, it could have been from someone else. But the fact that she had no other evidence and all the witnesses that she claimed saw the whole thing and knew about it all came out and said, yeah, we don't know anything about it. And her and her friend that she said knew about it or um, said that saw it, knew about it, um, said that she just she believed her. She she believes Ford that she was actually raped by him. But she doesn't remember ever being there or being at that party. And the fact that Ford doesn't even remember the house or what day it was or the year like the, the like she doesn't remember like the most common th- basic things of the actual instant incident i mean how do you not remember that stuff that like that's just mind. that's that's another thing she's mind-blowing some of these things she she passed a polygraph test they said that she wasn't being deceptive the past couple weeks that so she passed a polygraph test okay that's great okay what does that what does that tell us i mean you can manipulate polygraph tests that doesn't, that doesn't tell us anything i mean honestly and when she was asked about the polygraph test she actually said that she did it the day of her grandma's funeral when like as she was about to go to the airport to leave to go back home and they asked her well you did it on your grandma's the actual day of your funeral and she's like well i think it was that day or maybe it was the next day i'm not entirely sure i'm like how would you not remember it if you took a polygraph test on the actual f- day of your grandma's funeral like you don't remember that that's a pretty like serious like day <laughs> how would that would be ingrained in your head You've never done a poly. She just said she had never done a polygraph test beforehand. So right then and there, you would remember the day you did it because it was the first and only time you've ever done something like that. And second of all, your grandma's funeral, you would you're gonna remember those days. It's just it's hard to believe. It's hard to imagine that you don't remember that. But maybe she just doesn't have a good memory. I don't know. I don't have a good memory, and I would remember things like that. That makes zero sense to me. So the 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 amount of things that have been wrapping around this whole case they're just sickening uh it just it really seems like the guy has just been smeared beyond all imagination um just okay i don't know i feel bad for him i feel bad for his family i feel bad for her and for ford and i feel bad for her family they're having to go through all this stuff 
Um, I don't know if she's out there just trying to get her, just trying to use this as like a claim to fame type thing. Um, and maybe she does believe that she actually was raped by him, but the fact that she came out with it now is just way, way, way too coincidental. And it's very hard to believe. And there's no evidence and there's no witnesses and none of that. And it was 35 years ago. So honestly, what are you even doing here? Seriously, this is so politically motivated. It just makes me sick. Um, I mean, it's just, it's making this man, his career is like over. If he gets confirmed, the FBI report comes out on Wednesday. Only the Senate is about, is going to be able to actually look at it. It's not going to be publicly available. It's only going to be read by the Senate. Chuck Schumer's trying to come out, trying to say and trying to make it so that it can be publicly released. But so far as, um, so far it's only going to be made, um, actually read by the Senate. Um, so Okay, whatever. FBI reports out. We'll see what happens. But it honestly looks like nothing's going to happen. So then what? So then the vote's going to happen at the end of the week. That's what Mitch McConnell said. And then what? So a couple of Republicans still say no. And then he doesn't get approved. Or he doesn't get confirmed. And then we're back to square one. And then the Democrats win the midterms. They 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 um uh, put on hold the the next supreme court nominee until they can hopefully win the election in 2020 and then they can get their own guy or girl into the supreme court that i mean that's the whole point right that's the entire point of this entire process is that it's not it's not to help a possible rape victim it's not to um get uh, a man that might be just a gang rapist behind bars it's specifically that just to win an election, win elections, and get your guy in Supreme Court. So it's just it's sad. It makes me sad, and it's it's very um, despicable. It's so politically motivated, and it's just it's just it's it's just gross. I can't I can't take it. Um, even so much so that <laughs> that Kavanaugh he can't even he's not even going to be able to teach. He was supposed to be able to teach a course, I guess, at uh, Harvard next spring. It was going to be on the Supreme Court. And the whole alumni came out with a letter and said, yeah, we don't want you here. Um, you will not be teaching here. They said, um, okay, this is what the letter said from the alumni. We believe that Judge Kavanaugh's appointment as an HLS lecturer sends a message to law students, and in particular female students, that powerful men are above the law and that obstructive, inappropriate behavior will be rewarded. End quote. <laughs> what? Are you like this? This is where we're at. So you know, you know, Kavanaugh's just um, if he doesn't make it to the Supreme Court, his life is over. So I hope they, I hope they got what they wanted. I hope they, you know, I hope the Dems really appreciate what they did there because this guy's career is over. Hopefully, <laughs> I hope he gets, I hope he gets confirmed. But if not, because I honestly, it seems like he's telling the truth and he is sincere um but if he doesn't get through then okay what if you don't win at the midterms dems what if you don't win in the midterms if you don't win in the midterms then we're going to put another one through the republicans are going to put another one through and maybe it'll actually be more conservative because this guy wasn't even that conservative they were so concerned about his roe v wade decision he wasn't even that um focused on that so <laughs> i don't know it's it just it's mind-boggling to me and it's sad um, anyways, that's that's kind of my take on it. You know, going back to my question, does it matter if, if Kavanaugh's found guilty? Again, I don't think it's gonna matter. Both both sides are gonna gonna 
go with what they thought originally. There might be one person that says, okay, maybe I'll vote this way instead. But above all else, it's not going to matter. And they're, they're stall, the stall tactics are just that. It's just a stall tactic. Get the FBI in there, drag the sophistication on, do as much as you can until the midterms, get back in there, and then stall until 2020. And then you can get your guy in or girl in, and then we're good to go. So that's what I think. Um, I, I hope you guys appreciate um, the podcast for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, uh, the next the next topic we're really going to be f- uh, focused on is probably the end of this whole Kavanaugh thing. See if he does get confirmed or not after the investigation and all that. Um, and then we're going to be going towards uh, my next topic as well, which I really want to talk about, which is putting Americans um, into boxes and labeling them. Really like, you know, separating Mexicans, blacks, Asians, all these things and putting people in categories and boxes and really enforcing them in these things. If you're gay, if you're straight, if you're trans, whatever. Forcing people in boxes and making them think that they're a collective and not an individual. That's really what I want to talk about in the next topic. Um, That's probably going to be after um, we get to this Kavanaugh finale, (laughs) basically. I appreciate you guys being here, listening to the podcast. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's the real Garrett Nordquist, and then Twitter is the real Garrett N. Those are the two th- uh, social media platforms that I really use a lot. So if you guys want to follow me on there, um, I would appreciate it. Uh, if you if you subscribe to the podcast as well, leave a rating. That's going to tremendously help. <laughs> I would appreciate that as well. Um, and, um, you know, we're also on Google podcasts. So if you want to subscribe and leave a review on there, Android users, and uh, I want to end with an inspirational kind of quote. Um, it's actually a verse. Um, it's out of first Corinthians 10, 13. And I kind of want to end my podcast with, um, these verses or inspirational quotes and things. Cause I think it's important to have something to go off of at the end of the day to kind of get your mind at ease and to kind of help you move forward. Um, with your livelihoods, wherever you guys are at, I'm not sure. Um, but this always this 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 helps me, and I really hope it helps um, you guys as well. Uh, this is First Corinthians 10:13. It says, "No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it." Um, I hope you guys have re- have a re- great rest of your day or night. And uh, we'll see you next time. This is Behind the Mic with Garrett.